You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Have you guys heard about this uh, Wayfair conspiracy theory going around the interweb right now? The e-commerce site? Uh, no, the, the well, yeah, I guess it's the e-commerce. The place where it's, we buy all our high-quality furniture? Right, right, right. Uh, Joe, I, I, I knew you wouldn't know about this. Uh, Grant, <laughs> it seems like you don't know. Matthew? No idea. Oh, awesome. Skid, I know you know. I do know about it, yes. Yeah, Skid has always oh got God. his finger on the pulse. <laughs> it is insane. Now, here's it the thing: it's the stupidest uh, thing in the. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's fit. It is. It, it fits in perfectly with all the rest of the stupid stuff. But it is among the most stupid thing that has happened recently. Snopes has debunked it, although I read their debunking. I was like, well, that didn't sound that uh, convincing. Uh, But if you look more into it, it does seem like it's completely fake. But basically, it started on this Reddit thread where people saw these cabinets. So reliable source. (laughs) People saw these cabinets for sale that were like just regular old cabinets. They were like $15,000. And they had a bunch of them. And they were all uh, the identical cabinets, but they had a different name attached to it. And then people started looking up these names and found that each of the names was attributed to, like, missing teens and children. Oh, my God. And then they saw, they found this pillow, this pillow, this tiny little pillow that was selling for $10,000. And it had this very strange last name attributed to it. And you look up the last name, also a missing kid. So people are like, is fucking Wayfair selling people? <laughs> Wait, so like the, just the name of the product? Or the... Yeah, the name of the product. Kind of like Ikea has their, their yeah, crazy Morgan Swedish Morgan. name. Yeah, but it was like, it didn't make sense. Like, here's this closet, and then the other closet looked exactly like it, but it had a different name, like Samaya. And then you look, and this girl. Uh, so people just started spiraling out of control with this is like it's way for selling people and then they took it even further where like you go to this russian website and you enter the <laughs> sku number of the item and like kids come up uh matching the names on this russian website so this all this weird stuff if you dig deep enough uh but if you rumor is enough. it has been uh completely debunked they're like 800 kids go missing every second and like uh you know the although those names were very unique it, odds are it's just a, a complete coincidence um and wayfarers wayfarers response was great though because they weren't like this is this is crazy we uh we can't believe that something like this would be attributed to our website they were just like no, no, those are $15,000 cabinets. Those are, <laughs> those are industrial cabinets. Those things go for 15000 But uh, thanks for bringing it to our attention. Can I, that can was my favorite response. Can I also, just because Troy is such an alarmist on child abduction, we've heard about his, uh, his crazy camera stuff. I just looked it up. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and this, at first it'll sound good for you, Troy. You're going to be like, aha, I told aha, you. But just wait for the whole fact. Roughly 800,000 children are reported missing each year in the United States. It's a lot. It's a lot. Of those, 115 are child stranger abduction cases. So out of all the kids taken, missing, it's just like an angry husband or wife or aunt or uncle or grandpa. Not even that. It's just someone you know, the neighbor that seems so innocent. 
Oh, hey okay. there, Troy. How's the, okay. how's the lawn doing? Oh Always very nice. And all of a sudden, hey, the neighbor's moved. And where's my kid? <laughs> Anyways, it got me thinking about how, like, you wouldn't sell people uh, in plain sight like this. Although, what a great way to do it. It's like hiding your Playboys in your parents' bedroom. Uh, you wouldn't do that. You go to the black, the, the black web, the dark web, right? Uh, to do this kind of stuff. So then the I started thinking, the dark net. And so then I started thinking about the dark net and I was like, there's this, there, there is a dark net. I mean, they're selling people. They're selling all sorts of shit on there. And that leads us back to Delta Green because I want to play a scenario that just involves the dark net. Doesn't it blow your mind that there's a dark net out there that does all sorts of illegal shit that like, if we were just savvy enough, we could access yeah. it right now. It does. It does blow my mind. And I think that, uh, you know, I, Troy, the only reason the dark net is not involved in your Delta Green game is because you haven't brought it in yet. You I just need to bring I, it in. I don't know how to hack into it. Well, also, find somebody who does. You're saying, you're Wait, saying, saying, Rick like, you know anybody at the FBI that gets into the dark web? Oh, yeah, my old friend, Darknet Jones. I feel like I should step in for the listeners for a moment because the way Troy phrased that made it seem like he wants to get into the dark net to do illegal things because no. he's, but, he, but he wouldn't because he's not savvy enough. And for right. the record, Troy is no. definitely not savvy enough and we do not have any interest in doing that. No, no. I mean, I'd like to take a peek. I'd like to take a peek. <laughs> no. I'm not going to buy I mean, anything. I just want to look and see what's available. No, you were saying you want to bring it into the Delta Green game, which you know to yeah. me is the same thing as saying like, I want to slay a dragon. Doesn't mean I I, I want to fight a fucking dragon. <laughs> I want but, nothing to do with that. That would dragon, be horrible. But dragons don't exist, and the dark net does. I know, but I'm saying it, 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 he doesn't want to. All right, whatever. The only, I'm trying to give Troy the an only out. part of the dark net that you should really want to be a part of is like a legit, not evil secret society. They can't like like a Facebook as it was meant to be originally just for like the the cream of the crop, the elite, the the skull and bones type of thing. Like that it's sounds pretty evil it. to me. We need more secret societies. What secret societies are not evil? Why is it secret? Um, because <laughs> we were so good. It's like a Harrison Bergeron situation. If people found out how good we are, they'd kill us. So we have to be on the dark web. Me and my angel friends. My we call ourselves the Seraphim. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's uncle was like a, a grand pooba of the grand masons and like when i was a little child who's like gotta get troy and the masons my parents were like absolutely not um but uh <laughs> tell you all these fucking societies man they they uh they know what's going on we need to start our own secret society no we do not. just so we get an no. invite to the dark net <laughs> i say but a secret I, society seems like a poor business model we want our societies to be open <laughs> And very public. I, I, I was trying to get right, into Matthew's the, out. <laughs> uh, I was trying to get into the mood for this game last night, so I wanted to find a good FBI movie to put on. So I watched an episode of Mindhunter. We've talked about that before. That was so great. Good. That was perfect right there. But then I put on a little movie that showed a different side of the FBI that I don't think most people know about. And if it was made if the story happened during the dark web, it probably these people probably would have met on the dark net. But it wasn't. The internet didn't exist at the time. It was a movie called Point Break, starring Keanu Reeves <laughs> and one Patrick Swayze. Oh, and God. it is the best FBI story I've ever heard. Uh, in case you haven't heard uh, or seen this movie, it stars Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah, former Ohio State football all-star, who joins the Los Angeles... Uh, uh, bank robbery kind of department and uh, hunts down a group of surfers 
who rob banks every winter in order to finance their surfing trips around the world, but they never go into the vault. And that's how they've never been caught. And he has to infiltrate it very slowly. And uh, it sounds Undercover. like way more fun than Delta if you, Green. Or if Riker's you've seen Planet. Hot Fuzz, there is a very important reference to that movie in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hot Fuzz is so good. I love Hot Fuzz. <laughs> I love Hot Fuzz. <laughs> the thing that Point Break taught Sorry. me is that that FBI agents, if you've been there for a while and a new FBI agent comes in, you will hate that FBI agent. For no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a real blue flame special, aren't you, Utah? It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> it's like, also why, why it's a wonderful, it's, it's a great Gary Busey performance, and he's very well suited to the fuck this young kid role. Uh, also, yeah. Anthony Kiedis is in it. Really? The lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, no. He, really? Yeah, all of them are in it. All the, all the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are in it, in that one scene. In the house, oh, I, didn't, they, I didn't see Flea. Yeah, Flea's okay. in there. They're all, they're all in it, I believe. Wow, you were there, and you were there. Flea was there. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you and Flea was there. <laughs> Nestor was there. Uh, so, yeah, I wanna I wanna jump back in. I'm so excited uh, to man to get back into this. I was doing some prep on it, and I was a little nervous because. The nature of these things is that I have to bob and weave with you guys, and I'm not much of a bob and weaver. Uh, I got to kind of like have a plan and stick to it. But uh, the fact is there's a lot of loose ends already, uh, some of which are designed in the operation, some of which you guys created yourselves. Uh, I'm not going to go over everything because I don't, I don't really remember everything, to be perfectly honest. But let's do uh, a quick rundown of... Uh, of the story so far, you guys are undercover FBI agents, and you have been tasked with preventing the spread of a particular number. You, you, Delta Green is not giving you any other information other than this number has supernatural qualities, and it's dangerous. It needs to stay out of the hands, especially of those uh, trained in mathematics. So uh, you're put on the case, and it happens to be a multiple homicide as well. And, uh, and you're officially put on the case as FBI agents. You get there, you start digging around, you find out that the perpetrator, the shooter, is a student at Columbia University in, no surprise, mathematics. Applied uh, science and applied mathematics uh, at Columbia University. You find that he has murdered apparently a whole family, and there seems to be no connection between this family and Columbia University uh, at first. And uh, uh, Dr. Westover, in researching the the, uh, Ridgeway home, uh, see some disturbing correlations, though, between the numbers that are involved in the family's life, such as the social security numbers of the parents and children, uh, their bank account numbers, their bank account balances, the license plates of their cars, all kind of correlate in some way to this number that the shooter spray painted onto the parking lot ground uh, in uh, Alliance, New Jersey. You uh, start to get these like disturbing feelings of uh, of what this number could imply as um, our resident uh, science fiction author, our quasi-famous science fiction author, Jordi Arsenault, uh, sees that there is a pattern to this number that is not random and identifies it in relation to some sort of um, Renaissance-era philosopher, thinker, astronomer. And uh, you guys do a little Googling, do a little research, and you find out a little bit more about this Faustus Clauden, who was a thinker uh, in the 17th century, 
uh, Brussels-born, but who did a little world traveling and was did some really great in, uh, practical engineering inventions, and then later in his life was considered to be kind of a quack. His travels made him crazy, quote-unquote, and uh, people didn't take him seriously anymore, but he did uh, end up appearing in some occult texts and stuff like that. Um, so, you have a, a murder weapon, a shotgun, that you have tracked to the NYPD 24th Precinct, which is by Columbia, as Riker Salas found out. Uh, you have you are awaiting information from the uh, shooter's uh, t- s- cell phone, which you sent to be uh, hacked into. This was all late in the evening, so you're hoping to get those results today. Uh, you th- know that there have been professional pictures taken of the crime scene that feature the number. You got to get rid of the number, um, and you think or suspect that first responders may have taken personal photographs of the crime scene or of the number. Uh, and you have to wipe those as well uh, as part of your objective of this whole thing. Um, you head back to your hotel after a, a long several hours uh, in the I mean, a long day. You flew to Newark that day, went right to the crime scene, did some investigating. And now you are left in the hotel to rest and, and deal with all of these things in the morning in whatever order you choose. Uh, but as Riker Salas sleeps comfortably in his bed. And uh, as Jordi Arsenault dozes off and, and uh, Roger Comstone hits the rack, old Dr. Westover can't fall asleep. She's flipping through the channels and on the news sees a report about your investigation where a reporter named Enrico Suave, I said Suave, Suave, <laughs> uh, reports that uh, there seems to be a national security issue here with this crime and it could be a sign of terror, uh, of terrorism and that uh, a number spray printed on the ground could mean more attacks to come the doctor sees this and we fade out from that scene and we fade up on Jordi Arsenault I'm actually going to do something a little different here we I don't think we've ever done this before we're going to have Matthew Troy and Grant take off your headphones let's just try taking <laughs> off your headphones so you don't hear this because I want this to be a private uh Private little seat just for the audience. Oh no! And, uh, all right, secret oh, no. secrets are no fun, Joe. But all right, <laughs> <laughs> we're starting a secret society. Me and Skid. Right. Hey, guys, no, right. I'm taking take my headphones on purpose. <laughs> okay, so Skip, mm-hmm. we see Jordy <gasps> sort of tossing and turning in his sleep, a, a film of sweat uh, over his face, and then we start to see flashes of what he's seeing. It makes no sense. It's a, it's a series of numbers, really, uh, coming and going, memories of his life, things that have happened in his life. And the best that I can explain it to you is that, have you ever had a dream where you just, like, you have this feeling of something happening, but you don't actually see it happening clearly, oh, yeah. but you feel like something happened? Mm-hmm. In this case, what you're seeing is that this number has been part of almost all of the major events of your life. You can look at them and piece them together and they make up some part of this number. And it's so incredibly unsettling. And you awake in the early hours of the morning in a sweat feeling like both this is terrifying, but also this is incredible. If I can figure out what this number is, not only could it tell me what happened previously in my life, but it could have predictive powers of what could happen in my life. Uh, 
it's an interesting uh, feeling to have, but it is starting to break your sense of reality. So I need you to do a sanity check. Oh my god. Okay, so how does this work again? You roll a D100, and you want to roll under your current sanity score to pass the check. Okay. Ten. Ten. Okay. So you feel even a little bit more invigorated by this whole situation, and you're like, okay, I can get this under control. I can, I can control this. And then we're going to move back to the, uh, back to the guys. Okay. So everybody can uh, put their headphones back on. And now, for those of you that put your headphones back on, I need you to take them off again. Ha! Except Matthew. <laughs> oh. All except Matthew. Boo. <laughs> All right, what are we going to talk about? Dr. Westover sees this news report, and it's like, oh, my God. Uh, what am I going to do? She doesn't want to bother anybody. She knows that her sleeplessness is bad enough. She doesn't want to spread it. She knows that getting sleep is so important. So maybe just... You know, think about how, you know how this could, how we could fix this, right? She starts problem solving. Mm-hmm. While she's thinking, she dozes in and out, fitfully, and she is seeing over and over again the numbers from the Ridgeway House, the numbers of each of the parts of their lives, and then you start adding them, dividing them, and subtracting them in different ways than you did before, and you're getting results that still fit exactly in the number. In, a, in one way or another. And you, you wake up. It's like you're sleeping for five minutes and waking up. Sleeping for five minutes and waking up. And now, like, this is really hammering on your sleep disorder. It's already bad enough. Uh, you just have this disturbing feeling that something supernatural is happening here. Uh, she has some experience with this, so... Uh, and is on the lookout for it. But first, I want you to do a sanity check. All right. So you got to roll under your sanity number. 42. Got it. Got it. Okay, so you're you're under control. You're like, I, I can handle this. Roll a 1d6. Six. Oh, wow. Add six to your supernatural skill score. Oh, all right. And then we'll bring everybody back in. Wait, supernatural skill or oh, occult? Supernatural. Or supernatural? There isn't one? Occult. It's fine. Yeah, so I don't have a supernatural. So add okay. six. Okay, great. Uh, all right, so we got everybody back in, and we see darkness through sort of like faded moonlight coming in through the Motel Six window. We see a uh, we see the sleeping, the beautiful sleeping face of Agent Riker Salas, uh, <laughs> sleeping as if he's got no problems tomorrow. He has no idea the shitstorm, and that is when. In the darkness, the blaring sound of his phone ringing in his room. Bring, bring, wakes him up. That's his ringtone. Bring, bring. <laughs> That's Riker, the landline. Riker rolls over. It's actually the marimba noise from the iPhone 3GS all those years ago. <laughs> no, this is the Motel Six phone. Oh, okay, okay, oh, right, perfect. Right. The room oh, those phone. are the worst. Middle yes, that's call. why I made it sound like that. Oh, they will, they will wake you up from the deepest sleep imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, I was trying to emulate that. Uh, the red sorry, light glaring on Riker's face. He kind of wipes the newly formed soft crust from the corners of his eyes and picks it up and says, "This is Riker Salas, Agent Salas." 
Sorry to wake you, but I've got a shit show on my hands. Thanks to that little flare-up your guy had with Special Agent Gant. You can hear it's the lead investigator on the case, uh, Special Agent Aiden Knorr. Have you seen the 11 o'clock news? I, uh, regrettably am a part of it, I imagine. That, uh, reporter ambushed me. You know how those bastard pen pushers are. <laughs> yeah, well, in this case, your guy and my guy gave him all the ammo they need to make my life a living hell. I'm coming to you first thing tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. We need to talk. Be prepared to discuss what's really happening here. Click. He hangs up the phone. Uh, and as he slowly puts the phone down back onto the receiver, Riker looks at his own internet-connected phone with a POP3 email account on it and <laughs> begins to <laughs> begins to wonder about the directions given to him at the beginning that if anyone with a mathematical background came into contact with a number to alert to send an email with the subject line uh, Baker uh, no body uh, to, to our assignee uh, and mm-hmm. wondering if that counts for Jordy or not, or if him coming into contact, it was understood by our handlers. Uh, he's wondering if it's already been compromised just by the fact he was able to put things together and process it. Like, how dangerous is this number? And I guess that's just like intuition or basically gener- generally Riker's own understanding of how it would work. Because I'm not sure as Grant. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? Uh... <laughs> Stop Jeez. telling me what he thinks. Tell me what he does. <laughs> it says anyone comes into contact with it, right? I, that's what I remember hearing. Let me look at my anyone notes. Anyone comes in contact with the number? No, because we knew people were going to come in contact with the number. I think it was just if was someone, with, someone math- with mathematics training. Now, do right. I, did I get a sense that, that Jordy has mathematics training? That our, that our quasi-famous science fiction author friend has advanced mathematical training? Yes. Just checking. I mean, there are plenty of science fiction authors who probably have no scientific knowledge whatsoever, but he seems smart, and he could get to it, and he freaked out. I'm going to send the email. I'm going to send an email with the subject line, Baker. Nobody. Why would you do that? Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, that was definitely not the... No, no. It's done. Uh, it's done. And then, uh, is there anything else you do before uh, you go back to sleep? Or do you go back to sleep? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 not. It's like it's like twelve forty. So yeah. like it's not. You know, if you don't go to sleep, you'll be pretty fucked the next day. You look right. over and you see Roger Comstone sitting at the end of the bed. Oh my god! He's <laughs> just staring at the wall. <laughs> Roger, are uh, are you all right? I don't know. Phone really startled me. <laughs> me, me too. Uh... I didn't realize I left my uh, door unlocked. Uh, uh, it's not ringing now, though. Did you? Did you need anything? I was thinking. You really fucked things up today. This number is uh, seems to have some some dark connections. I'm wondering if we're in over our heads. You knew when you took this job that the chances of living past another decade 
We're slim to none. We're here to stop the world from ending, not to elongate our own lives. Whatever we've gotten ourselves into, it's what we signed up for. Maybe that's what you signed up for, but not me. Thought I'd do a couple jobs, get some money, and move to an island. (laughs) Get out of here. They don't pay us particularly well, Roger. How did you think you were going to afford an island? I'm realizing now I got it way over my head. How many of these missions I got to do to move to an island? Roger, Roger, I, I'm just a little confused because you are so deranged, frankly, after your time in the army that you would put your trust in another secret paramilitary organization to eventually have you end up on an island. Doesn't add up. Just like that number. They chose me. They chose me. And he walks out. (laughs) 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 Oh, gotta lock your door, man. Uh, all right. Anything else? Um, Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Let's 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 get together. Uh, I uh, Jordy doesn't sleep the rest of the night. He wakes up and he just starts smoking immediately. Like he just chain smokes till dawn. Just chain smoking cigarettes in a dark Motel 6 room. <laughs> thinking about all this stuff and just like scribbling notes. Um, actually, can Dr. Westover knock on uh, Jordy's door? Sure. He jumps. Like, <laughs> pulls out over. a handgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fires three I've rounds been... through the door. Housekeeping. <laughs> that was fantastic. Housekeeping. <laughs> she, she she knocks the secret code and then says, okay. "It's me." Jordy comes over, opens the door. He's like, "Hey, uh, hey, you want to yell at me?" No, we've got a problem. And I think you're the man to solve it. And she tells him about the... She, you watched the news last night? Yeah. You see what I see? We uh, we might have a little bit of uh, outside pressure, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Here's my thinking. We're not going to get this reporter off our case. So the best thing we can do is send him down the path of many forks the many forking path as they say and as a creative person I thought you might be just the one to call him from a payphone and suggest that he's onto something but not to be distracted by what he saw last night and then send him to Albuquerque or something right okay that's not like a euphemism for killing him right no, that was no. I literally mean send him to send him to Albuquerque. Get, get him out of here. I think no, you know what no. I mean. <laughs> no, no, okay, all right. I think we're on the same page. But someone of you, someone of your creativity, might be able to, and knowledge of the occult and conspiracy theories, might be able to come up with just the right things to say to pique his interest. Okay, all right. Uh, let me uh, set my brain to work. Maybe I can come up with something before uh, before it's too late. And we'll find a pay. We'll find an anonymous payphone. Yeah, there's still payphones in 2009. I think I could probably find one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, the idea being that like this reporter is going to follow us, but if we can and if we try to tell him he, like to back off, he's just going to dig deeper. But yeah. if we tell him he's onto something, he might that might distract him long enough for us to do our work, escape the heat, and then disappear back into our real lives. Playing yeah, a false okay. lead. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But I'm just a scientist. Right. <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a celebrated author. I can come up with something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure you've got I'm sure you've got story stories, you know, stuff in the drawer. I mean I hate to burn an idea on something like this that I can't make any money off of, but you know, I'll do <laughs> what it. What if you use something from a story that's already been published? Ah, okay. All right. Uh, the Candlewick Papers. I think that might have uh, a couple things in there that I could use. I've not read that one. How do, what's the story? What's what's the Candlewick yeah, well, Papers? Nobody, that's why it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's all about. It's, it's funny you mentioned Albuquerque because it's all about this this uh, this cult that this uh, this fellow is like uh, forming in uh, in in uh, in Arizona. Uh, on the northern side of the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Grand Canyon, and uh, he's 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 uh, like uh, pulling in like a Jim Jones type guy, and he's like pulling all these people in, and like he's uh, wants to transform America, and like kind of a uh, you know kind of a, 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 a Charles Charlie Mason Manson type thing. So I you know maybe I could uh, direct him uh, something like that, you know, maybe uh, send him out in the middle of nowhere like that. Yeah, connections to. The murderer's connections to that cult. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. All right. You look over and Roger Comstone sitting at the edge of the bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Skid just made the heart attack. <laughs> Comstone, what the fuck are you doing in my room? How did you get in? <laughs> Hello, Roger. Uh, He's also now smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Who's had to have that callback? What <laughs> uh, hope for ops training? Yeah. Hope you had a it's like Batman. Good night. It's like a fierce <laughs> How are you this morning? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not there. Okay. <laughs> Could have right. sworn I saw him. <laughs> Did you see Comstone? <laughs> I swear to God, I can see that fucking cumstone right out of the corner of my eye. I looked and he was wasn't there. Ever since our, la- our last assignment, I see him everywhere. <laughs> I know. Sticks every gas station I go to. Every gas station. <laughs> what are you talking about? Cumstone died two missions ago. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. So does Doctor Doctor Westover then leaves? Yeah. And uh, Riker Salas, what are you doing? You sleeping? Sleeping, um, probably uh, just nervously reading through all the notes he's taken that day, worried about how things are going, kind of probably sees like a neon sign outside for a bar across the highway from the Motel 6, ignores it, closes his eyes despite the temptation across the road. Okay, um, let's move forward to the morning and... I'm going to look up a, a rule here real quick to see if there is one, because if not, I'm going to, going to put one in there. Um, because those of you that uh, didn't get sleep, um, that's that's going to be an issue for me. So for now, until I find something better, uh, I'm going to say that you uh, 
you're going to take a minus 10% on all of your skill checks uh, today. Gross. Uh, until I see something different. Um, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm trying to look up exhaustion here, but you guys can look it up. All right, so uh, we fast forward now to the morning, and we see uh, uh, Special Agent Aiden Kinor coming to room 26, where Riker Salas sleeps, or slept, and knock, 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 uh, 7.12 a.m. on the dot, he arrives at your room. Uh, you hear a bang, bang, bang on the door, Riker Salas. What do you do? Riker Salas is uh, throwing his uh, coat, sport coat over his shoulders and reaches over to the uh, hotel coffee machine to pull a fresh cuppa for himself and one for Agent Kenor as he opens the door. <laughs> Come on in, Agent. I know we got to talk. I, I don't like to discuss things without a bit of caffeine in me. Here you go. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Comes in, closes the door behind him. He looks great. He's all cleaned up, showered up. He's got a suit on. I got a call from Billy. He walks past you. Sits down on the seat in the room, holding the coffee in his two hands. Updating me on the situation at the crime scene. I don't really know what the fuck happened with that special agent Robinson, but as far as I'm concerned, he's your problem. I'm here because this bullshit that these two pulled last night, and I've already laid into Gant about this, has forced me to call an emergency press conference for 9 a.m. today. I've got to give them something. So for me, top of the list is the name of the killer, but that's going to depend on one thing, and, and it's very important. And he stops for a second. He looks across at you, and he sets the coffee down, and he looks you dead in the eyes, and he says... I am not getting up in front of those cameras and making an asshole out of myself. So I want to know right now, no bullshit, is this kid a fucking terrorist or not? Riker thinks about it. He says, You know that FBI agents typically, our work is compartmentalized. We work on a need-to-know basis. Now you need to know that I'm here under the cover of the USGS seminar. But I'm really here because of a terrorist action. This is connected to terrorism. But I don't know how much you want to know. Well, I can't go up there and, and, and tell them that it's not. Now I have to give them something. I don't even know if I can give them the name of the killer now. So, uh, you gotta give me something. What can I tell them? You can that say isn't that. gonna come back at me as a lie, as a bald-faced lie. We have initial information that perhaps he was radicalized by his friends Anthony Desjardins and Molly. We found it in his information. This is very preliminary information, but you can say that maybe similar to the Weather Underground, if you're familiar with them, the left-wing terrorist group. It was active years ago. Similarly, Michael was radicalized. We don't know all the details yet, so the more sparse you can be, the better. <sighs> you know, this is going to bring a shitstorm down on us. It's going to bring a shitstorm down on Columbia University. You're telling me that they've got students in there that are spreading radical ideas and, 
and uh, committing acts of terrorism? Do you have any information on another act planned on another location? That's what they're going to be asking me. Right now, because the uh, primary suspect is dead, there are no future plans. It's a small sleeper cell. We have it under control. (sighs) Fucking Enrico. He didn't have shit to go on when he said it, but it looks like he randomly guessed correctly. And now I'm going to have to deal with this. All right. I'll think of something, but in the meantime, you got to find out for me if there's going to be another attack. Grant's, or Grant, (laughs) Grant's got the kid's (laughs) phone uh, uh, in the hands of our people, and they should be back to you later today. He also said you wanted access to uh, not only the crime scene photos, which you told me last night, but you wanted access to all the phones of the first responders on the scene, is that right? That's correct. We need to make sure that uh, none of the evidence on there gets online in a compromisable state. So we need to make sure that uh, all of their phones are as clean as possible. All right, he's working on it. Uh, So that that should come through. Chief Weeks is going to have to be with me, so he's not going to be available for a while. Uh, But it doesn't matter. You don't need the chief to go in there and get access to... uh, the evidence from the crime scene that, that you're working on. So, um, just head to uh, to the station there for whatever you need, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to be able to take care of it. In the meantime, stay in contact with me. Keep your guy under control, and let's not do any talking to the media until we know what we're talking about. Is that understood? It's understood, Agent Knorr. And remember, right. I have top men on the case, and all of us love this country more than anything else. In the world. Godspeed and God bless America. <laughs> he looks at you and cocks his head slightly. Stands up, straightens his tie, and walks out with his coffee, with his free coffee. He brings up his patriotism so surreptitiously, it's like suspicious. Like he's clearly a, a double agent, like he's a Russian. <laughs> yeah, he is. I love uh, America. Joe, God. the rules on exhaustion are far worse than you just than you just um, house rules. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, they, oh yeah, I saw that and I was like, well, I'm not doing that. So I, I don't really. It's, it's a, not exhaustion. It's more like fatigue. Uh, right. When this comes into play, how the, what, when this comes into play is up to the handler. But a good rule of thumb is that going a night without sleep or refusing oh, really? to what? rest after losing sand or hit points leads to exhaustion. However. You can take stimulants or chain, chain smoke yes. to offset the effects for 1d6 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to talk about, because I remembered that part. And so, like, the stimulants is something that's really cool. It's like, what do you use to get yourself back in the game? Um, Did they sell uh, diet pills back then? Could you buy some over-the-counter diet pills? Well, you you use a, if you use illegal drugs, it's 2d6 hours. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. So it's one d six willpower and minus twenty percent to all your skills. Okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Let's do it. I'm assuming that only applied to everyone but me, right? <laughs> uh, no, that is that is Doctor Westover and Jordy. Uh, as far as I know, Roger Cumstone got some sleep. He did. He did. Yeah. And just to be safe, I insert three amphetamines in my asshole. <laughs> Just to be a hundred percent sure, that should get me three d six hours of alertness. Oh, it's an old right. family secret. Did you get the slow release ones? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the liquid caps. Oh no, those those release faster. The doctor will drink some coffee and mainline a five hour energy to offset the effects. Was five okay. hour energy so, around at this time? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roll, roll a d6. Like it was a jolt cola. Four. So could get this Sorry, four hours. Four hours of my skill checks being back on. Okay. Introduced yeah. 2004. So you got four hours of being fine. Uh, and we'll say that it's 7, you know, 15 a.m. right now. Uh, Jordy, uh, you're chain smoking. So as I'm far as I'm smoking. So, yeah, so go ahead and roll a d6 to see how many more hours you'll, you can buy out of that. Five. Five hours. Okay, so right around, yeah, right around 11, we'll, uh, the, the, uh, the doctor will be really feeling the effects of no sleep and uh, around noon for, uh, for uh, uh, Jordy. Okay, so what do you guys do? I feel like this is. I feel like this is like the morning after a glass cannon live show with the four of you. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I made a list of like uh, what I think we need to do in in kind of a loose order. You guys tell me what I'm missing. Um, run a search for the uh, large uh, foundation, uh, like donors or benefactors to the to the Foo Foundation, like anyone that maybe made uh, an exorbitant uh, donation to them or anything. Anything that would stand out. Um, Obviously, tell the hotel desk uh, to alert us at Riker's contact number when Dr. Cummings arrives. I think we already did that, right, Riker? Yep, we did. Yep. I gave my uh, okay. my card at the front desk. We're waiting on uh, Way's cell phone data, which uh, you're you're waiting on the answer for that, Riker. Uh, we need to follow up with Upton Weeks, but obviously Metagaming here, it sounds like he's not going to be available, but we need to just get all that evidence and destroy it or confiscate it. Um, I wanted to look into the accounts of the murder subject, Malcolm Ridgeway, to see if he had any... Um, sort of accounts that he was working on that would be linked to Way or Columbia or the 24th Precinct or any any other of these things we're investigating to see if there's any connection besides uh, the weird number connection to why he was, him and his family were killed. Um, and then uh, we were thinking about just heading to the Upper West Side to go to the John Jay Lab, stop at the 24th Precinct and figure out what happened to that shotgun and then check in perhaps at the dorm of Anthony and Molly. Yeah, we need to talk to them for sure, and before they get arrested by yeah, Homeland Security, the FBI just pinned all suspicion on them. We need yeah. to. Well, they're going to. They're going to do they surveil- doxed by the FBI. Uh, maybe yeah. one of us should drive there right now, solo. Yeah, we might. Do we need to split up? The FBI works a little bit slowly. They're methodical. It's a. It's designed to be a big ship that's hard to turn, Matthew. So you know, we we have a day. I think. I just want to inter- I just want to interject here and say uh just in general that the the splitting the party thing is is not a stigma in in Delta Green. Um now splitting the party could result in your death. Absolutely. But like it's not like you never split the party. Think about what you would do in real life and proceed like that. Don't meta game it like Pathfinder. Okay. It's it's oh. a different sort of thing. I would think out of the folks that I would think that because that's compartmentalized I feel like that's the lowest risk one for someone who's not an FBI agent to go to. Um, I don't want to. What, the dorm? Yeah. And then, like, by the time that's over, hopefully, by the time the investigation talking to Molly and Desjardins is over, um, we can all meet up again and head over to the 24th Precinct, I'm hoping. Or to the Foo Foundation, the the school of... um, engineering there so may, may we drop one or two of us off at the uh, newark train station we take it into Penn, uh hop on the one line up to 116th street <laughs> get out of columbia and go uh go to the registrar and find out well by then we probably can probably get the information where their dorm is and go fucking 
I'll go to uh, Dr. Westover will go to New York because if she, if anyone's going to eventually get into the lab or try to have a kind of scientific conversation with these students. But then I feel like you I feel like Riker Salas needs to, needs to deal with the cops and the evidence because he's got the know how there. Right. That's what I was saying. You guys, if if like uh, Jordy and I maybe stay behind and dealt with cleaning up the pictures because that was Jordy's big fear anyway about the number getting out. I don't want to speak for him at all, but. Um, and you guys could start on on university, on campus, on places that won't scrutinize your credentials. So yeah. you can still be Special Agent Gregory and uh, Special Agent Klaus von Cliff. And we could even go, so uh, if I go with Westover, we could even go to the 24th Precinct. Um, yeah, you can take the lead on that one. Roger's dad was a cop. He knows how to talk to him. Yeah, just do me a favor. Don't, uh, don't mention my name when you talk to them. Thank you. I'm sure they don't know you. I know. Right. I, I just, I'm probably already losing my job and my ex-wife is <laughs> going to take full custody of my child if I do. So I'd, uh, I'd like that not to happen. But those upper, upper West Side caps, you want to maintain their respect. That's right. <laughs> There's one person you want to make sure looks at you in the highest I'm sorry, regard. are you tired from arresting all the women walking their babies in their strollers? <laughs> <laughs> all right, drop us off at the Newark train station. We'll take the, we'll take that into pen. Okay, so uh, Roger and Doctor Westover are heading into New York, and uh, Jordy and Riker are going to the local police station in Alliance. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Uh, okay, you guys uh, all hop in the car, uh, and as you do, you hear a phone ring. Beep, 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 beep. Who's phone? Beep, 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 beep. Check, check our your pockets. pockets. It's not me. It's coming from the. It's coming from the passengers. It's coming from the back. Who's driving? Oh my god! I thought you were driving. Oh, I have. A, I have driving, driving? capability. <laughs> I, 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 put I have driving driving. capability. Everybody has driving capability. <laughs> but I put Greg. points in it, dude. I put points yeah, in my that, drive. That means you could do like a getaway. So you just need to drive to Newark Penn Station. I put points in it to keep up with New Jersey you, transit you know what, schedule. You know, what, you know what Riker is would be yelling at someone who is driving right now? Just mount the curb. Mount the fucking curb. <laughs> beep 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 beep. beep. Beep, 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 beep. So whose phone is that? Phone you guys pull out your phones. It's, it's none of your phones. Beep, 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 beep. It's coming from the passenger seat. It feels like it's coming from the floor. Oh, look at the guy left there. Holy Ooh. shit. Um, who's that bad? Beep, 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 beep. I'm uh, going to take uh, start feeling on, underneath the seat. Yeah. You feel a lump <gasps> t- taped to the bottom of the seat. Worst. <laughs> you rip it away, and there's a small flip phone. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit! Zoolander phone up through his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, is there a speaker option? I don't know. If <laughs> you open up the phone. Riker Salas, please. Agent Salas, please. Uh, Dr. Westover hands the little phone over to... You said it was a little phone. Hands it over to, to Riker Salas without saying and, anything. And Riker has one hand on the wheel, and it's such a tiny phone, he has to really put his shoulder up to the side of his head to keep it in there while he's driving. This is Riker. <laughs> Agent Salas speaking. You sent me an email? Yes. 
What's just the situation? I wanted to make sure you were aware. One of our team members came into contact the number and uh, has found some interesting connections to some 17th century philosophers. But uh, I'm just a little concerned uh, that his expertise may be uh, getting him in. Uh, he's trying, like with Jordy right behind him, not to say anything. Yeah. Getting him, he's like, <laughs> we're I'm all afraid. afraid well, he heard, he heard everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that part's fine. I'm just afraid his expertise <laughs> might not be enough. Wink, wink. He doesn't say wink, wink out loud. What do you mean his expertise might not be enough? Uh, she doesn't read. I don't it. understand. Uh, his mathematical training. Well, that's the whole purpose. We don't, we don't want him to have too much mathematical training. Okay, I'm afraid. Uh, don't know how to say this, really. I'm afraid he might have too much mathematical training. Oh. Is he with you now? Yes. He's chain smoking. His head's out the window like a like a Labrador <laughs> right now, actually, though, so. <laughs> All right. Well, this is concerning. Keep an eye on him. Keep a close eye on him and stay in touch with me. That phone you have right there is a burner. You won't need to, uh... You can call me on it now. You don't need to send the email. Call me if you need. Let me know if he changed his behavior at all. And she clicked it. And, uh, Riker then turns down the rap music he had at full volume. <laughs> that was hiding in his conversation. <laughs> it was you all see, a dream! <laughs> you should read what a magazine! Super Nintendo Sega Genesis! When I was dead broke. Alright. Uh, Alright, so you get, two get dropped off at Newark Penn, and the other two drive to Alliance. So, uh, you guys go up to the Alliance police station as the train uh, pulls out of Penn Station, heading into the tunnel into New York City. We see it goes away. And now Mm. we'll uh, we'll go outside the Alliance local police station as uh, Riker Salas and Jordi Arsenault head in and um, start. uh, And and Billy Gann is there. Uh, he, He is there and he's working on some of the things that you've already discussed. You go back and forth with him, and uh, you are taken to uh, an area, an evidence locker, essentially, uh, where they uh, go over the digital copies of everything that you're being handed, uh, which is a a thumb drive with all the pictures on it um, of the crime scene photos. Uh, And then he's trying to wrangle up all of the phones of the cops that were there. A couple of them are there. And he's just like, you know, did you take any pictures at the crime scene? And they're like, no. And he's like, can I look at your phone? And they're like, uh, fine. And you guys are able to look through the phones and see that uh, at least for the cops that are there, there's no pictures. Uh, There's one or two more that aren't there right now. It'll be hours before they're on shift again. Um, But you can wait around for them. And uh, and then you're given a a thumb drive with all the official crime scene photos. And there is a uh, uh, you see the uh, person at the evidence room is making a log of what you're taking. Okay. Uh, and that log is isn't detailed to say like a photo that has this number on it. It's just USB it's a crime flash scene photos. photos. Okay. That, so we don't yeah. have to clear that out either. Um, think about anything else. Yeah, he's uh, like they're all they're all digital. So we already sent these over to our office at Garrett Mountain. And uh, they'll get processed and sent to FBI headquarters for the archives uh, later today. 
Hmm. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> that's that's. Don't um, do that. I mean, because Riker can probably conceivably <laughs> get into the FBI archives. It's really about. So, uh, do we have Delta Green FBI contacts that could intercept it? No, but that, that's a question. That's a question for your handler. Uh, yeah, so I will probably. Uh, at a certain point, uh, walk out. Riker is going to walk out, make a quick call to... Well, actually, he's going to ask Gant if he can talk to uh, Officer Blanet if he has his contact information. Because he wants to ask Blanet to get rid of uh, those pictures that we have mutual friends and that I can't say precisely what's going on. But the picture is taken on this date in your database, in the Jersey database, need to go away in any way possible. Because he's sympathetic to the cause, he doesn't know what's going on, but he understands it's important. Um, well, that's not something you, you would say to Gant, because he's... Uh, Blanet is Why New Jersey State Police, and if you, you know, went, like, went into researching that, based on the information that you have right now, that doesn't make any sense, because as far as you know, the New Jersey State Police don't have any of this information. It's just it's in their lo- It's locally in alliances, local police... Uh, 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 files, computer files, and FBI Garrett Mountain location to be sent later today just as a matter of procedure. It's not like it's going to be investigated in D.C., but it's just going to be sent down there and archived as, as case files. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think, Jordy? Are we safe having this uh, information out there? He pulls him aside into a side room. Hey, Maybe uh, an interrogation room. Just the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually give you a room to, to go over stuff and, 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 yeah, talk about this stuff. Solace, you ever see the movie Potty Pool? Came out last year in 2008. The, the <laughs> one about the uh, radio MC, right? Yeah, you did the see- deep voice. Yeah, Ponty yeah, yeah. Pool. Ponty Pool. Yeah, yeah, so, I saw it. For the benefit, if anyone were to be listening in besides the two of us. <laughs> the plot is that is that it's a person that's like on the radio and this uh, it's just like a zombie outbreak zombies being still very popular in this year 2009 <laughs> <And> <laughs> it eventually comes out that this thing what is spreading the virus may, turning people into these cannibalistic zombies is actually the English language itself it's words in the English language this is I think this is that but for numbers so we have to erase any instance of those numbers in sequence by any means possible. There is no way we can let this get onto any server outside of this place. I don't even know what could happen. This is a nuclear fucking bomb. Hmm. I'm just trying to uh, think of a way to get access to it without raising even more suspicion and hell from the local cops. I think I can get to the files on my own in the FBI uh, servers. Uh, I have enough techs working on it to where I can get it done. But as far as the local police, we might have to, uh... Think, Riker, think! Damn it! Ah, you're not at the academy anymore, you gotta think! Uh, and he's, like, starting to sweat as he's thinking Pull yourself together, Solace! (laughs) (laughs) We'll pull back from that room as you two are sweating it out. And fade in on New York Penn Station. Uh, as you guys get off the train... 
Where are you going to go? Are you going to take the subway? Are you going to take the one uh, up to 116th Street? Is is Columbia the first stop? Is the 21st pre- 24th Precinct the first stop? I figured we'd take the Express to 72nd and then switch to the local to go to 116th. Yeah, it's the okay. only way. That's how it's I the do only it. way. <laughs> uh, Depends. Right. I mean, if a one comes, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I mean, but, if it's there and the doors are open, you get on. <laughs> <laughs> what Are you guys silent on the subway? Do you have plans on the subway, or are you just bullshitting on the subway? Uh, we're sitting. We're sitting on the on the train. Um, yeah, maybe. You, there's no seats. There's no seats. There's no oh. seats. We're standing. So we're, it's rush hour. We're huddled. You're, huddled it's in. like eight ten in the morning right now. Mm. We'll have to speak in code then. How do you think we should uh, approach these lovers? <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. I think. We're gonna have to come down on them hard. We'll go good, good cop, bad cop. I was thinking the same thing. What do you want, good or bad? I could go either way. So could yeah. I. I'm pretty cranky right now. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of sleep. I didn't get All a right. lot of sleep in my coffee, and five-hour energy is wearing off. All so right. I do this before four eleven. Hours. Uh, I stuck three amphetamines in my asshole at eight a.m. <laughs> I feel amazing. <laughs> you, you know that I am a doctor, and I could help you with your your sleep problem. Looks like one of us is feeling good, and the other isn't. So why don't you take three of these and call me in the morning, doctor? I'll be the good cop. You be All the right. bad cop. I'll be bad cop. All right. Are we going to the lab first or the dorm? Stand clear of the closing doors, please. <laughs> Bing bong. Uh, so you transfer to the local. You get you get off at 116th Street, uh, and you are, uh, if you'll refer to roll twenty, uh, at Ooh. Columbia University. Oh, there she is. Uh, uh, there she is. Uh, it, it is getting. You know, it's like eight thirty ish. What do you guys do? What's your approach? Uh, I mean, we could go to the registrar and find out where they're living and just flash our badges and get access that way. Yeah. Um, and it, well, you want to go to the lab first before we talk to the kids? All right, let's go to the lab. Yeah, because we might be able to... Who knows? They might even be at the lab. Yeah. Uh, which which building is the lab, Troy? Uh, John Jay. <laughs> Follow yeah, me. so the the lab is <laughs> the lab is in John Jay. If you feel refer to roll twenty, uh, oh, the lab yeah. is in John Jay. Uh, and as you go there, uh, you are stopped at the entrance by security. Uh, and what do you do? Take a baton out and I smack him in the legs. Shut <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, you, hold on. You were going to be the good cop. Just use your hands, for God's sake. Sorry, I got a problem with authority. <laughs> we, we'll show our we, badges. We flash our badges. Well, what's uh, what's going on here? Oh, nothing too serious. We have a... We're, we're doing a little bit of research. We need to talk to somebody up at the... Uh, we know the name of the lab? Food Foundation Lab for Applied yeah, Sciences. We need to get some Applied Science and Mathematics. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get some background information on a case we're working at the uh, 
the lab of applied sciences with the Foo Found the Foo Foundation. Strictly confidential. It's strictly does, confidential. Uh, does the university know about this? No, and to be honest with you, I'd prefer they didn't. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I can't let you in here without the university knowing what, what's going on here. Uh, could, could you wait for me for a minute? I just got to call somebody. Go ahead. So he gets the phone, turns away from you. You really flip-flopped on the university knowing about it or not right there. Bumble, bumble, bumble. <laughs> it's your funeral is all I'm saying. Oh, that's you know, smart. Uh, all right. Uh, sorry. You want to stand um, in the way of an FBI investigation, sir? No, uh, no, I do not. I do not. Uh, I don't think sir, Columbia University uh, would I, either. I do not. Uh, no, of course not. Uh, but can they, I speak to your supervisor, please? They take these things very seriously. My supervisor is coming right now. Well, a supervisor. Uh, they're going to come down and talk to you uh, and make sure that uh, you get everything you need. Uh, we just she's going to turn to she's going to turn to Roger Cumson. We don't have time for this. What? This is just, this is a waste of time. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to need to speak to we're going to need to speak to your supervisor on, uh, right right away. Yeah, and what is your name? What is what's your name? My name is Ralph. <laughs> Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> 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 might actually be him. Uh, I was I might was picturing like Ralph Macchio. <laughs> I mean, it, it is might be him. Dude, that's yeah, his real was not exactly like. On a rocket ship at that point, so maybe this is actually him. He was doing a, he had a side hustle working se- campus God, security work. at Columbia. Ralph, you work in campus security. Let me ask you this: Was this your dream? Uh, no, no. My my dream was to be a marine biologist. You know, I'm. But it wasn't in the cards for me. <laughs> what What inspired that dream? Uh, being a security guard at Columbia University. Uh, no, 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 no. Did you, did you, did you swim with the dolphins at some point? Or no, no, that's what I want to do. I, I never got a chance to do it, and I didn't even know that that world was out there until I started working here. And I saw these kids studying this amazing stuff. It's uh, it's really quite incredible, and I, I wish I could, uh, you know, get a degree from here, but I can't afford it. Well, you'll have plenty of time to pursue a degree. At a shitty college, when you get fired for not letting two FBI agents walk into the Foo Foundation lab. Hey, look, I, I'm not looking to cause any trouble here. Well, the you university- already did. Baton's back out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could I, uh, could I see that badge again? Oh, oh, don't mess what with was, Ralph uh, Macchio. What was your name? The name My is name is he writes Asian. down. He writes down your name. Uh, do you tell what was your, do you show him your badge? Yeah. Agent yeah. Klaus von Cliff. Special Agent, Agent Klaus von Cliff. Philip Gregory. Thank you. I think you would know that it is FBI procedure to get cooperation from the authorities at the highest level of the university before you start poking around where students are living and working. You so trying to tell us how to do our job? I'm trying to tell you how I keep my job, and that is keeping any and anyone out of here without a university authorization. Now, look. Let me speak to your supervisor. Be patient. Phone, please. I've told you the I university need, is the sending name. someone right now. Need the name. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to come. Me. We spoke to them, and they told ma'am? us not to tell you. <laughs> Sir? I need you to calm down. Please, have a seat over there. You watch Check the out the magazine on marine biology. 
<laughs> and our university personnel will be with you shortly. You they will escort them? you. They will escort you into the building. Ralph, may I call you Ralph? Oh, yes. <laughs> you happen to watch the eleven o'clock news last night? I did. Yeah. You mean that thing over in Jersey? Yeah. I'm not authorized oh. to say. But suffice it to say that time is of the essence. Now, the question yes. is, do you love your country or don't you? Just at that moment, the door that you guys had initially come through opens and a late 30s woman walks in uh, and she looks professional. She is Dressed to the nines, suit, uh, hair done perfectly, uh, just just looks the part uh, as she walks in with uh, folder in hand, huge smile on her face, and she's like, "Hi, welcome to Columbia University. I'm Sandy Beeman, and I would be so happy to help you with whatever you need here." She sticks out her hand, and we'll see you guys next time. Oh! <laughs> oh, Sandy. Uh... <laughs> Sandy Beeman, I gotta talk to Ralph Macchio. <laughs> I wanted to talk to Ralph. I take out the baton and I hit her in the legs. <laughs> There's just flailing bodies on the crowd at John Jay's reception area. <laughs> run, run, Duncan. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.